Hello and welcome to the LCS Foundation Podcast. I'm Tony Galvan. And I'm Rachel Sorcy. Here with us today is Ed Kenny. How are you doing today, Ed? Excellent, Tony and Rachel. Beautiful fall day here in uh, Des Moines. It's gorgeous. It certainly is. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts, right? Before, uh, <laughs> before fall makes right. its way. So Yeah, the acorns are dropping. <laughs> uh, well, Ed, we really appreciate you joining us um, today. Um, Ed Kenny is the president of the LCS Foundation. Ed is the former CEO and chairman of the board uh, for LCS and is retired, um, but is celebrating 40 years within the senior living industry. So we're so excited to have you with us today, Ed. Glad to be here again, Tony. Yes, yes. Well, to kick us off here, Ed, you know, obviously, Tony and I are part of the LCS Foundation PR Committee. And so also for those listening, I think that they're really interested in getting that high-level overview of what is the LCS Foundation and just learning more about it and what your vision was behind the LCS Foundation. So really, our, our first question for you is, what really prompted you or inspired you to create the and develop the foundation? Um. You know, the, the concept of the LCS Foundation really is something that had been talked about for a number of years. And uh, as you know, Rachel and Tony, you know, the opportunity to work in the senior living space, you uh, have so many wonderful interactions with residents, families, staff members and whatnot. And, and it's just been richly, richly rewarding. And so, you know, the concept of the foundation, as we talked about it over the you know, past couple of years is really just a, it's a natural extension of the LCS culture. And that's really, you know, it's all about service, service to others and leadership. And so, you know, really the, the catalyst to spark the creation of the foundation, to be quite honest with you, was my impending retirement. And, you know, I said to myself and to others, you know, I think we all agree that this is a great idea. You know, we none of us have had, had the time and effort and energy to do it because of other priorities and whatnot. And I thought, you know, Ed... Why don't you step up, take the lead, and create the foundation, and uh, let's let's see where it goes. So, you know, to answer your question, um, something that we talked about for a long time, natural extension of the LCS culture, specific to service to others, and, uh, you know, uh, I was retiring and said, let's, let's make this happen. Yeah, that's wonderful. You know, Ed, hearing you talk a little bit about just kind of the high-level almost like the mission and the vision of, of the foundation um, to get into the details a little bit more, because I think we would all agree with you. It is such a natural extension of the LCS principles and the mission and belief behind just LCS as a whole. Um, I think what's interesting and what will be interesting to our listeners is as we sort of break down the pillars, the specific pillars themselves. And because you could have obviously gone a variety of directions, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's not, not all foundations are created the same. Right. And it's not uncommon for a senior living organization to have a foundation type of um, extension to it. So um, can you talk a little bit more about the actual pillars sure. uh, of the of the foundation and Again, why those pillars, what they mean, what they represent, and how it sort of ties into that kind of bigger picture mission that you just described. Sure. So um, in thinking about the creation of the foundation and, you know, how, how it can be most impactful, you know, the first logical area was, you know, how do we provide additional support and comfort 
to those folks working day in, day out, 365 days a year in our communities and in our regional offices. And, you know, Rachel, as you know, and Tony, you know, we, we are just so fortunate to have so many caring and compassionate people that work for uh, LCS and the senior housing industry. And so, you know, it was saying, and we've also, all of us have experienced those situations where people are dealt a bad card, uh, health crisis, unexpected death, medical, auto accident. And um, it was just a natural to say, you know, when those situations arise, is there a, an additional safety net support vehicle that can help those folks? And so, you know, we talked about that amongst different groups, and they said, yeah, that, that definitely should be uh, priority number one. And, you know, later on we can talk about, you know, the success to, to date on that. But we were really pleased, and that was kind of a natural first uh, point of focus. And, and so in addition to that one pillar, uh, what would be some of the other pillars yeah. um, that are associated with the foundation and, and sort of how it ties into that greater mission? Sure. So then, then you think we, we kind of wanted to keep it, I'll call it a, a defined group. So we're thinking three or four. So after we figured, said, okay, we're going to pr- provide support to the employees and our, our colleagues, um, you know, the next one really had to do with, you know, Alzheimer's. And in my 40 years working in the senior living industry, you know, I had many, many joyful moments. Um, the painful moments were to witness the cruelty of the Alzheimer's disease and the cruelty as it relates to the infliction on that individual that is, is uh, suffering from the disease. But the family, though, and, and the, what it does to the family and the caregivers, it's, it's just a very, very, very cruel disease. So, you know, we said to ourselves as part of our mission is how do we provide better education, better awareness and support? And then really, lastly, how do we also provide financial support? But what's neat about this pillar and, um, is that it's not all just about providing financial support. It's about education. It's about awareness. It's about engagement. And then, and, and yes, how can we also be a, a greater, provide greater financial stewardship to the Alzheimer's Association? So that, that was, that was a natural. <clears throat> Then, then the third uh, really pillar was, um, you know, it. This has been for many of us a very richly rewarding profession, and you ask yourself, where are the future leaders in this business? And you know, we all know that we have a very, you know, aging population and what are we doing to groom the uh, future leaders uh, for this industry and specifically aging services and when you look around there are not that many colleges and universities that have programs that focus in on this you know if you want to go to law you know what schools to go to for a law degree if you want to be an engineer you go to these 
schools. If you want to be in the hospitality uh, sector, you know, you go to these schools. That is not evident today in, you know, health administration and aging services. And so we said, well, let's begin trying to partner and develop meaningful relationships with college and universities to develop curriculums into that focus in on in this area. So that was uh, those are kind of the three primary pillars that being, you know, in a, you know, emergency relief for uh, for employees and their families, Alzheimer's support, uh, college and education partnerships, and then you know, lastly, we kind of it's we do consider this a fourth is how do we maintain a very strong governance structure and then fundraising activities that support the uh, foundation, and and the governance is really all about participation and getting people involved, and we're off to a good start there. Well, and what's interesting about that fourth pillar in particular, it almost ties the other three together. And and when I think about, um, you know, our listeners and especially those at the community level, I, I think them hearing you describe those makes them understand how they're impacting those directly or indirectly. So I feel like that's that's relevant. I mean, and Rachel and Tony, you're, you're prime examples of that. I mean, you stepped up and said, I want to, I want to get involved. Yeah. I want to be part of the, uh, you know, the PR committee. And, you know, you're just doing a fantastic job. And, uh, you know, I think I'll tell you personally, that's one of the, in the short time that the foundation has been um, um, developed and formed, the level of engagement and part participation by folks has been really has exceeded expectations and uh well just just been dramatic it's been really fun to witness so obviously you've had a lot of success thus far with the foundation ed um and i think that our listeners would probably like to know you know going forward short term and long term what does success look like to you with the lcs foundation does that maybe mean adding more pillars over time or what does that look like yeah. So the um, I'll, I'll share you share with you a funny story. Um, you know, when we first formed the foundation and uh, we capitalized it, you know, I was thought to myself, you know, we're going to deploy capital in, in these four or five, uh, excuse me, three or four pillars. And if we run out of money, we run out of money, and it's been a good run, and we served uh, a number of people. Mission accomplished. Mission, mission accomplished. Yeah. And you know, felt good about that. But I have to tell you, in, in, in the short, you know, relatively two years, the amount of interest, awareness, and support for the foundation has exceeded expectations. And so, you know, from a short-term p- point of view, uh, I don't like to put things in financial terms, but because – Finance is just one one part of it, but you know, on the employee relief, you know, the, the testimonials that we have received, and and those I think are, you know, accessible to other folks, have just been you know very heartwarming. It's just tremendous, and and we're not talking about a lot of money to um, individuals, but but the fact that we were there to address immediate need. And we do it in such a caring and thoughtful uh, way. And Elisa Batiste uh, needs to be credited with that as the chair of that committee. She, she, she's an angel. And the fact how, the, how she has handled this is, is real good. So how do we measure success on the employee relief is just, you know, the testimonials and whatnot. And uh, that, that has, has been uh, terrific. Um, you know, I... 
if I could speak a little bit on the Alzheimer's side, one one of the th- aspects of the Alzheimer's focus, as I said, was education and awareness. And, you know, we really uh, have, you know, one aspect of that is here in the greater Des Moines community was how do we better engage the corporate community in their awareness and support of Alzheimer's? And, you know, I think Bridget and her committee have just done a super job with that as, as an example, the, the, the speaker series. And so we've moved our speaker series not to just be hosted by LCS, but other corporations in, in, here in, in Des Moines. And, you know, I will tell you, uh, I, I received a call from the CEO of Meredith Corporation after we hosted it at Meredith, and he went to it. And he just was so complimentary. He was very informative, very educational. I'm glad you asked us to to host this, and and we'd like to do it again. Um, so, you know, stimulating, you know, being a catalyst is really a, a way that I measure success. And whatnot. The, the Purple Soiree event was a huge success, and we can talk more about that later. So, anyway, I, I think testimonials, you know. Corporate engagement, um, you know, the, the the these partnerships that we're for, forming with colleges and universities, it's 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 it's. I think I think we have tremendous potential long term for the uh, the foundation. Yeah, that's great. Well, and as the word continues to get out on those various pillars, what they mean, and how success is defined, I feel like at the community level in particular staff members there, residents themselves, families are going to um, really come to understand how, how their involvement is, is, is important. You know, we're right in the midst of um, sort of local chapter Alzheimer's walks, right? right? And so you consider, you know, the donations that communities are making, residents themselves, et cetera. Um, that's their way of contributing, right? Um, Exactly. And and even when we think about from an operational perspective, um, how some of our communities are um, delivering services and care to the residents, how they're even executing on some of our programs. You think about heartfelt connections in particular and and the difference that 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 is making um, in the lives of the residents. So I feel like folks can feel strong and confident about they're not so far removed for how in terms of how they're helping um, determine success for the foundation. Would you agree Correct. with that? I, I would absolutely agree with that. And so, yeah. So, Ed, you know, one of the cool things about having a foundation like this in place and sort of branching out beyond kind of LCS in, in and of itself are the variety of audiences that just stand to benefit from knowing that this is in place uh, from they themselves being inspired or motivated. And there's so many of these groups. We're wondering from your standpoint, what's the perception uh, when you think about, for example, at the LCS level, home office and remote employees, at the community level, um, staff and residents, um, the greater senior living industry, the greater health and wellness uh, um, industry? What are some of the perceptions that when you think about those audiences as examples, that you would like for them to have as they learn about and as they think about the LCS Foundation? Okay. Interesting question. Um, I, I would, from a perception point of view, there's I, 
Probably about four things that come to mind for, for me is, uh, you know, for some of those audiences that you mentioned, Tony, you know, the, the word pride. I want, I want people to be proud of the fact that they are associated with an organization that is doing the right thing, providing, again, tremendous additional support to folks in need and whatnot. So I think one perception is pride, and they should just be happy and pride associated with this organization. The second perception, and this is a very important one for the foundation, is that, and that is leadership. And when I say leadership, it is setting the right example, you know, because in, you know, there are other organizations that have foundations, but there are a lot of organizations that don't, you know, and I, I would like people look at the LCS foundation and saying they're setting the right example. They got the right priorities. They're doing it in the right way. We need to step up and do something, you know, and you know, I'll say in particular on the college and university side, you know, that is just a, a big undertaking. The LCS foundation can only do so much, but boy, if, you know, if we do our part for four or five colleges and universities and others do their part for two or three or another four or five, and we do that over a period of five to eight years, boy, now we've, we've, we do have a portfolio of college and universities that we can speak to that are really providing great curriculum and programs to support aging services. So leadership is is, is, is real important. Um, we kind of touched on this a little bit. Another per- perception is uh, participation. You know, there are opportunities for me to participate, and I'm not necessarily talking about financially, but rather, again, through committees and o- other things. You know, we want, you mentioned the Alzheimer's Walk, we want LCS communities to be recognized nationally of one of the most active groups involved in these in these walks and you know so so that's just one example of how you you can participate but our, our committees and and whatnot um and then you know lastly uh, you know the, this a, a sense of comfort that you know they're you know this is there and they are doing the right thing and i'm comforted to know that it, it exists, particularly in the employee relief side, side of the house, that people don't have to fret. I love the use of the term catalyst. I think that's very approachable for people as they're listening and thinking about, well, what, what do you mean to be a leader? Or what do you mean to sort of be that spark that kind of inspires others? So I feel like that that term um, is just something that people can um, embrace and again, regardless of where you fit into, right. um, that's something that you could really run with. And, and that again goes back to Rachel, your question about long term. You know, and do we do we think about expanding the number of pillars? Well, we may. You know, who who knows? But I think the the, the key right now is: Are we doing all we can in these? you know, three major pillars and and then also on the governance and financial support. And, you know, I think, and, you know, there is a potentially a lot 
more we could do in those areas over time. Uh, you know, and you mentioned, uh, you know, being a catalyst. So is there some funding that we could provide within the realm of our Alzheimer's pillar that sparks something else, right. you know, whether it's research or something, right. but we, but we haven't thought about yet. Yeah. And, 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 and it's, you know, it's, you know, being a catalyst, being a collaborator, being a good partner. Um, I think, so that's, that's key. So I think, you know, the, let's uh, focus in on these three or four pillars now. Is there, what else can we do? What are the things that we haven't thought about? Um, not ruling out, you know, adding to the pillars, but let's make sure we're doing the, those three or four, right. you know, yeah. in, in, a, in a really, really good way. Yeah. And, and I, I do, sorry, I'm being redundant here, but, you know, the opportunity to forge partnerships yeah. in, in these areas, I think, is uh, something that uh, we're only scratch the surface on. Yeah, I was going to add to that too, Ed. And when you say catalyst, I think of just continuing to broaden, expand, form more partnerships, not only here locally in Des Moines, right, but across the United States. And just selfishly being in HR, the professional development pillar has me just interested and I'm excited to see more where that will go. And I'm, you know, sadly, I'm blanking on the number, Ed, but I think it's what by 2020, there's so many um, seniors that we'll need providing for. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. But because, you know, it's really more professional development than just you know these college and university partnerships and but that that that's just one one piece of it but you know, I mean the workforce development needs in the in the senior housing sector are just enormous you know and there's different estimates out there by 2025 we're going to need an additional 1.2 million uh, you know people to yeah. serving uh, the, our, our our population so yeah it's enormous and again um one one entity, one company can't do it do right. do it on their own, and and you know we we need to seek out collaboration. We need to seek out partnerships to to really address to And then to your, and as you know very very well, um, there's a whole um, educational aspect yeah. to, that needs to be done. You know, unfortunately, working in uh, senior care or aging services. Um, you know, we have some imaging issues. Mm-hmm. People don't understand the 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 the, prof- the professional opportunities out there, and so there's some real imaging issues. There's some real issues with uh, what I call a barriers to entry. You know, even if somebody is interested in getting in working in this field, how do I get into it? And you know that those are things that you know we. Not just LCS, but our, our trade associations, our our fellow provider organizations, we need to talk about, and and I, and I think the foundation can play a role in that. Well, it's, it's it's interesting when I hear about some of the folks on that professional development committee doing their outreach to people even at the high school level. <laughs> it almost reminds me of how some of these like professional sports teams or or colleges start recruiting at that level because it's it's at that age where people start making some of those career choices, and so I, I commend them for for kind of doing that because I, I and I'm sure you guys would agree. Uh, it, it feels like whether it's at the community or corporate level, folks stumble into senior living, right? It's not something that you're intending to do. It's something that you maybe discover down the road. So, 
No, I, you know, I use the term, you know, too many people get in this industry. You use the word stumble. I'll use the word by accident. You know, it's just, oh, I, my grandmother got sick and I went to her retirement community and it was, it intrigued me and whatnot, but had, had that personal crisis not happen, that individual would not have been exposed. Right. And, and, you know, we, we, that happens. I hear that too often that it was just because of a particular circumstance, I decided to pursue this as opposed to this is, you know, we, well, what we need to do, and I use this, you know, we need to get senior housing and aging services to be more mainstream, more publicly recognized as a valued profession yes you know and then the professional opportunities within this field i mean we're we're not just talking about folks to to be executive directors of retirement communities they're they're limitless in terms of the opportunities professional opportunities out there and the needs that are going to be out there to to serve our uh, our um you know our aging population Ed, can you talk to me a little bit about the Ed and Sue Foundation? Sure, Rachel, I'd be happy to. And I, 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 want, I want to kind of give the background of that because, um, you know, I just, well, I won't, let me give you the background. So, um, you know, that when we created the LCS Foundation and had the Professional Development um, Committee formed, um, there, there was no discussion about an Ed and Sue Kenny scholarship fund um when i did announce my retirement um i was also very very clear with joel and others that uh i've had a richly rewarding 40 years with the company and this idea of a retirement gift or something it was is not necessary i i've received many gifts working with lcs and please don't be thinking about that well, Joel on his own said, no, we're not, we're, what we'd like to do, and he did this quietly and discreetly, and then informed me later that he was going to go and raise and create the Ned and Sue Kenny Scholarship Fund. And he was going to talk to some industry colleagues about it and whatnot, and that this would be a, a separate aspect of the Professional Development Committee. And, you know, Rachel and Tony, I, Sue, my wife, and I, I mean, we were uh, kind of both, you know, blown away that Joel and LCS would do that on our behalf, extremely humbled, and, you know, just just, just couldn't believe it. So um, we're, it's another example where my wife Sue and my family will be forever grateful to LCS forever grateful to uh, Joel Nelson and others that were involved in creating this. And um, it does fit nicely with the foundation. But um, again, I just as a huge thank you for the company for doing that. Yeah, yeah. Do you see yourself, Ed, continuing to, I know that you're retired now, continuing to remain involved with the LCS Foundation and events? So um, that's a good, interesting question. Um, the um, my, my our involvement, our family's involvement going forward, obviously, is from a charitable giving strategy. LCS Foundation will be an important part of our charitable giving strategy. Um, 
I currently serve as the, you know, uh, chairman of the foundation. Right. I, I don't see myself being the chairman of the foundation very long. I just, I think that's important that somebody else be the uh, chair of the LCS foundation. And, and I also don't necessarily see myself necessarily having to serve on the board. I think the key was we got it created. Yeah. We got the IRS exemption, you know, approved that we're a 501c3. We've got it capitalized and we've got it off and running. And um, just like LCS, um, you know, sometimes stepping aside, better things can happen. So uh, I, I don't necessarily see myself being actively involved in the governance structure. Happy to help where I can. So, as I said, we're off to a great start and. I have kitted with different people, but hopefully I'm going to be living to be 90, 95 years of age and uh, probably living in a retirement community. And I, I look forward to uh, reading about and hearing about um, different things sponsored and supported by the LCS Foundation. You know, I, I really think we have that level of, of uh, potential in this. And as I said, also... You know, hearing the message that, you know, sponsored and supported by the LCS Foundation along with the other groups, you know, and back to our comment about the, the catalyst and, uh, and, and the partnership. So it's uh, where the foundation is today has exceeded expectations, and um, I look forward to the continued success of the foundation in the future. Well, Ed, um, on behalf of Rachel and myself, we would just like to thank you uh, so much for your time. Again, as we look to, um, you know, launch these LCS Foundation podcast episodes, um, we're just honored to have had you on here as our as our kickoff guest, as our inaugural guest. So um, thank you so much for your time, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, well, thank you, Tony. And as I said, Tony and Rachel, I, you know, your your enthusiasm and involvement in the foundation is just, again terrific and as, as i said before the, the, the opportunity for engagement for folks has just been really really richly rewarding to observe and and see so thank you for what you're doing it's our pleasure right rachel yes, it is. <laughs> all right thank you ed